I'm not going to attack the states, Mr Speaker. The private sector is helping us through this. It's not government. Prime Minister, what took you so long? Closed shop doors, empty gyms and ongoing financial devastation. We are in this for the long haul. As soon as we hit all those milestones, we will have those extra freedoms. Another COVID near miss. COVID vaccinations are now mandatory for all Murrumbidgee local health staff and police across the Riverina. Wagga takes its disaster with a smile. Council has joined in with the race, but... Yeah, it's it. It's got to be Wagga. An absolute lover and passionate member of Wagga Wagga City Council. That likes to clear open this ordinary meeting of the city of Wagga Wagga. Hello and welcome to the second show for the Wagga's Election Dissection, the party politics program for the 16th of September 2021. I'm your host, CSU journalist student and Wagga Rouseabout, Zoe Morris, here to translate political jargon, research candidates and offer reliable election updates straight from the horse's mouth to you, the citizens of Wagga. Join me and political guests every week on Spotify as well as Twitter and Facebook at Wagga's Election Dissection. As always, your engagement is what makes this show. Please post or comment any questions for your elected officials and engage with your local members. Firstly, a decline in support for major parties, locally and federally, bears a marked similarity to that in other Western nations, the German Greens, Jean-Marie Le Pen, and the New Zealand First Party. Increasingly, more councils are being filled with larger numbers of independents and small party members. Increasing scepticism about government, combined with a rejection of gladiatorial party politics, has seen the major parties relying heavily on small party preferences. For instance, you will recall, the last federal member for our regional district was Nationals Darrell Maguire. Maguire, when charged over corruption scandals related to business development deals, led the Nationals to a devastating defeat by independent Joe McGurr. Subsequently, local members and candidates are on notice by constituents, you the voters, who are increasingly concerned by political grandstanding, incompetence and corruption. Wagga City Councillor Tim Koshal has called this recent term of council unworkable, claiming issues are being filtered down to council from party machines via party-aligned councillors. Mr Koshal has been a council member for five years and is the regional manager at Bendigo Bank. A born and bred Wagga local, Koshal started his career at McDonald's and expanded as a business professional through Coca-Cola Amatil and finally at Bendigo. A husband and father in the community, he is an experienced sales manager with a history of delivering financial results and has a passion for sport, people and development. Mr Koshal, what's your proudest achievement as City Councillor to date? One of my most proudest achievements was, um, you might have seen a lot of media that I actually resigned from a lot of my committees um, earlier this year, and I did that out of protest, um, only because committees, council have meetings just for the purpose of having meetings, um, and it's really good to say you sit on these committees, but a lot of, to me, a lot of the committees don't actually achieve anything at all. Um, they'll probably be happy to say that. I'm happy to say that in public, so I'm happy to say we're... My, my greatest achievement is working just with community members, one-on-one with community members. And there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that people don't ever see. So one of the proudest ones I would be with, with the Marvaloo, which sits down at Bolton Park. So the Marvaloo was the first adult lay-down chain station um, in Wagga. 
um, accessible to everybody. So that came off the back of me. Um, I had a lady that's come and knocked on my door and said, I want to have a talk to you um, about, and she had a disabled child, and I thought she wanted to talk to me about um, disabled access for, for her child. And it actually blew me away that she actually come to talk to me about the other, the other kids that um, her son went to school with. Um, and about how it makes it really hard for the, the parents to spend quality time with their kids and things like they can't even go to carols because if they wanted to go to carols, if um, their child has an accident, there's nowhere to change them and then they've got to pick the whole family up, take the whole family home and we didn't have the... We didn't have the support in Wagga to do it. So I actually worked behind the scenes with council and found grant funding to get that built into Wagga. And it's a mobile adult changing station that we can move to special events. It's there for the whole community to use. I, it was really good to see it at Carol's when we could have Carol's before COVID. It was up there for that event. And not only does it support the, the people that need it, but actually it's a, it's something that actually supports the whole family as well and makes them actually feel a lot more included in the community. So it's projects like that that you work one-on-one, which actually a physical projects that you achieved and saying I sit on 15 committees and I go to 15 meetings or well, what actually happened oh nothing there's minutes from the meetings but there was probably no real outcomes at all. I'll follow up on that point and ask the next question. Councillor Paul Funnell said the committee meetings have no outcomes and one might just go for tea and scones. Do you agree with this sentiment? That's, that sounds exactly like something Paul would say actually and and there is some merit to it. The committees are good. That the, the, the good side of the committee meetings is it does get all the different organisations together. So I actually was on the crime committee. Um, but what happened is that it was good to have like Joe McGurk would turn up and talk from a state point of view. Um, other people from the state government would turn up. The police would turn up. Neighbourhood Watch would turn up. And it was a good time to sit down and have a powwow about what actually was going on. But what I actually found by sitting on it, it was a lot of talk and not much action. Um, where crime was a primer for us. Like we, they were talking about closing alleyways. They were talking about doing this. They were talking about doing this. But if I, if you had to say to me, give me a list of what the crime committee has achieved, it'd be quite a small list. Besides sitting there and talking about the issues and sharing the issues as a whole, this is what happens when you work across different levels of government. The state government will look at, they'll go, oh, yeah, we'll take on that recommendation from you, but... God knows what happens to it in that, that way. And it's good to be aware of what's happening. But um, it's something that – could the committees work better? Definitely. It's something I've been vocal about. And I didn't st- – I stood down from the committees for a couple of reasons. A, I think they could be done a little bit better. Um, me running an organisation like I do for my day job, it absolutely – I won't swear – it frustrates the hell out of me that um, – it's such a slow-moving beast where if I want something done or something actions, you you plan it, you sit down, you get the information, you organise it, you implement it. Where um, being council now, it's supposed to be four years, we're going on five, it could be six if the elections aren't in in December, touch wood, hopefully they are, um, is that things that we've planned and asked to go into place, we still haven't seen them come back out of council. It's such a slow-moving beast. Um, and the other part... Um, obviously is around the timing. So they did committee meetings, a lot of the committee meetings. Our council meetings are Monday night at six o'clock. Put that aside. We know I've put aside every Monday when I got elected that that's council every Monday for the official side. The rest of it I do, I've got my iPad, council iPad beside me at the moment. So I'll take a break during the day, do emails, respond to people, call, um, and then I'll do a lot of reading on the weekends. I'll go sit with people in the houses after hours and on weekends. Um, but the committee meetings, a lot of them were done Monday to Friday, nine to five. Um, 
and I know that a lot of the other councils get the shits with me because I seem to talk about it all the time, is that if you want true representation on these committees, having a Monday to Friday, nine to five, when it excludes teachers, university students, um, the majority of the population work nine to five, it includes mothers that are looking after their their kids during the day while their partner is at work so they can't come to these committees. You're getting people that sit on the committees that are looking for a hobby or looking for something to do. And I know they mean really, really well, but have you got the best representation you can get by having the meetings when you do? They did an internal survey to, to seek it. I, asked them, I put a notice motion for darks for review on committee meetings and they sent, a, they sent a survey to people that were sitting on the committees. Of course, they're going to be happy. They're already on the committees. Like, do a wider survey and go, what about the people that really love to be on, like, North Wagga residents? Like, I'm sure they'd love to have us on the floodplain committee, but a lot of them can't, beside Fiona, who sits on it, Fiona's if. Um, a lot of the others can't make the timing to get there. So let's have a look. If we want true representation, have it out of that nine to five area. And I know it stops the, the bureaucrats and all the other state and federal, they'd have to attend out of hours, but too bad. Why did you try and demote Mayor Conkey in favour of Deputy Mayor Dallas Tout? Um, got a lot of time for Dallas. Um, really good. He's from a really good background. He's, he's lived in places. He's originally from Gundy, guys, so he understands villages, towns, concepts, looks at things different ways. Um, the, only, the only issues, and I've seen vocal before, is Dallas works full-time as well. I work full-time, and I'm happy to say, and this is hence the one where I'm with committees that um, – it's very hard to be mayor and work full-time as well. Um, and I offered Dallas to go in for this last year. So September last year, I approached Dallas before we had to vote Greg in for the last year and asked him to put his hand up, um, basically had the five votes for him, including his own. So I had four. I said, you can be your fifth, then you'll be mayor. He did think about it for a little while, which was good, um, but then decided not. And I said I'd offer him support, that I'd be happy to go in as deputy mayor and actually support him in the role to actually, A, prove that you don't have to be a retired old white man um, to sit in the chair. Um, yeah. You can be someone that does work full-time and manage the position as well. And until we change those concepts, we are still going to get the retired business people or the self-employed and all these ones, which is good, great, of nothing. That's fantastic. If you can retire when you're 45, great, good on you. I'm jealous. Um but we need also to show that, yeah, why couldn't you be a school teacher and you be mayor? Why couldn't you be a university student and be mayor? Like, why couldn't you be, you can't, but at the moment it's so hard and it hasn't been done before by anybody. So let's just break the mould and show that it can be done. We just have to get the internal council to change the way they work with the mayor to allow it to happen. Can you provide an example of how party politics is played in council? Yeah, definitely. Party politics plays, and this is actually what my letter to the editor is that I've written it today. Um, and I said, I don't disrespect anybody for sitting in a party at all. Like, it, it's state and federal fully agree and understand why it sits in state and federal. But they call, well, I call it the party politics handbook that things get told. Um, you have to bring this to council. You have to do this. You need to bring this in. You need to push this. Prime example, and not that I was against it, um, Vanessa bought one through for the nappies and the menstrual pads for Wagga earlier this year. If you if you Google, and this was for a rebate for it, if you Google that notice of motion, Google it, it'll come up in Dubbo. It'll come up in here. It'll come up in here. So it's literally been handbooked to them to bring on behalf of the party to here where if that was something Vanessa truly believed in her own, bring it, bring it to bring it to us by yourself. Don't bring it because 
the Labor Party juggernaut told you to do it. Prime example is another one. Dan bought one through about the graveyard, about the lawn cemetery, and something that would, council never even had on the books. It was wasn't even going to make the papers, but Dan blew it up as a political thing because it was a Liberal government incentive in Sydney and made it public here and made people who had relatives and my mother's buried out at the lawn cemetery about they'll go to dig graves up after 100 years and shift them over and put new people in but it was never on the play or never going to be here for Wagga yet he made it public just to really a promote themselves here to do it but also then as a little scare tactic against liberal versus labor like these kind of things aren't needed like ask the question but don't go public and share this information it could where it could have been a simple hey Mr. General Manager, are we even thinking about doing this here? No, it's not. No, we're not. Okay, fine, leave it. And if we were, yeah, go, go, let it go, hell, go for hell. Like, I'd be supporting you tomorrow that, no, that's a no-go. But ask the question and just leave it there. Don't try and publicise the hell out of it. It's just the little things like that. And the other one, big one, was the climate emergency. Love or hate the climate emergency when it comes through it. And I was quite vocal against it. That was brought forward by Labor through all the councils across New South Wales. And I'm all for supporting um the climate but that was just a statement and the reason i never voted for it was bring me some actual projects for us to support not not a statement why would i suppose suppose support a statement when there's nothing behind it bring me a solar project bring me this bring me this then i'll happily support it don't just don't just that the climate declare a climate emergency at all the ljs across australia just to make like labor look good like bring it for a reason and bring me some strong projects and happy to support it yeah. They're probably three of the main ones over the last couple of years, yeah. So it's sort of like federal's hand coming down to Wagga instead of the opposite. Yeah, I, I'd love, I'd love it to, and and that don't say that. And this is what, and, I, and Dan and Vanessa probably mean really, really well. And they've bought other individual projects. So don't get me wrong, they've bought their own aspect to it as well. But and it's hard when you're a part of it when they go, well, you need to bring this, and you can't go, well, I don't want to. Well, you've signed up to be in Labor, you, you need to do it as well. So they're, they're the little bits that give me the shits, if that makes sense, yeah. um, where they've had some great concepts and some great ideas, but it's just these other ones then, to me, that looks back and go, no, you're hurting yourself by doing that. Stick to your own merit and do what you truly believe in. And, and it's for the pri- another prime one is like the adult lay down change stations. I, I bought that off my own merit way back in 2016 and got this done, and then Dan's been on the on the warpath about adult lay down taste stations for the last 18 months because it's something now Labor's doing across New South Wales. Like, we talked about that two months, two years ago, and I've been working on it, but now you want to publicise the hell out of it and promote it because it's what they're telling you to do. do. And this makes me think, do you truly believe in that, Dan, or are you doing it because you're getting told to do it? Mm. I, I probably think he really believes in it, but bring it off your own back in your own merit, not because someone's told you that's what we need to be pushing at the moment because it's good for the public or it's good for our image yeah but that's what just annoys me with that part with party politics and that's across all of it and whether you're liberal labor greens i don't know what the other ones are at the moment um um i don't i just truly believe that they shouldn't be in local government like come with an affiliation but run as run as dan hayes independent Wagga council but i'm affiliated to labor if that makes sense and leave that for your state and your federal side Thank you, Councillor Koshal, for your time and dynamic conversation. And thank you for tuning in to Wagga's Election Dissection. I'm your host, Zoe Morris, and you can find more information and episodes on Twitter, Spotify and Facebook at Wagga's Election Dissection. 
Tune in for the next episode to listen to a conversation with Labor-affiliated Dan Hayes for his response to Mr Koshal and outlining Labor's aspirations in the next election. We'll see you next time. Cheers and goodbye.